Am I Reister or am I wrong? I wonder if Dwayne Haskins is going to get all that same love and empathy and sympathy that Josh Rosen got after he got benched through multiple coordinators. The Lakers are a prime example of why superstars make the playoffs, but they don't win championships. The rest of the roster does. The Tennessee Titans management and their players, they don't believe fat meat is greasy. But they're going to learn today. Getting fined by the NFL is a frustrating process, and I'm going to take you through that. And all it took was a fight with J.J. Watt to get Bill O'Brien fired. Not all the rest of the incompetence. And of course, my parting shot. Am I Reister or am I wrong? Is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth Monday, Wednesday, Friday, fire. Facts only here. And of course, check your feelings at the door. This ain't the place for the left, the right, snowflakes or social justice warriors. And absolutely no BS because I keep it 100. Make sure that wherever you listen to the podcast, that you leave a five star rating. You're listening on YouTube. Thumbs up, subscribe, all of that. And if you want to get a hold of me, shoot me an email. GW podcast at unafraidshow.com. Subscribe, tell a friend, shoot them an email, a text, however it is that you share. We grew over 40% last month and we are going to continue to grow thanks to people like you. And you can listen to me as well on the Pac 12 Apostles podcast and Fox Sports Radio Sundays, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific, 5 to 8 Eastern time and weekdays filling in. We're going to start with Dwayne Haskins, now former starting quarterback for the Washington football team. He came out of Ohio State, broke all sorts of records in his one year starting there. And now Ron Rivera has demoted him all the way to third string quarterback. So he had last year to start begin first four games of this season he has not done much like let's not like fool ourselves to act like he was lighting up the world but he wasn't but I'm just wondering if he's gonna get all the same love and sympathy from the media that Josh Rosen is getting and mind you I like Josh Rosen but this is just something I just found very ironic because People are saying, Josh Rosen, he got a bum deal. So many coordinators, uh, head coach, Cliff Kingsbury comes in. He wants Kyler Murray. He gets shipped off. He was in a no-win situation. I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. That's why I liked him going down to Tampa, get stable, learn from Tom Brady, all of that. So this is not a knock on Josh Rosen. This is a knock on the system. He comes out of UCLA, number 10 pick on a terrible roster. Head coach gets fired, new offensive coordinator. They hire Cliff Kingsbury. Kyler Murray's his guy, gets traded to Miami. New coach, bad roster, gets benched, all of that. And pretty much the same thing has happened to Dwayne Haskins, except he didn't get traded. And when you look at some of the other quarterbacks, that have been called for being benched or not. That's not happening. Nobody is calling for Daniel Jones to be benched in New York. 
This dude has a 68.3 passer rating. Oh, but George, Saquon Barkley got hurt. His team's terrible. Uh, So was all of these quarterbacks. Their teams are bad. When you get drafted high, that's pretty much always what happens. Listen, quarterbacks sometimes take a long time to develop. But this is a situation. It's ironic that I talked about Ron Rivera on the last podcast. So he's going through his cancer treatment, all of this. He's being brave. He's being uh, showing leadership, all of this. But is this some sort of way affecting Dwayne Haskins and his growth? Because Ron Rivera, even though he's giving it his all, his attention is divided. And and there's a lot of people that tell you they can multitask and all of this, but they can't. Like multitasking is just doing two things half ass because you can't because doing great things requires your undivided attention. And I'm just wondering why Dwayne Haskins is not getting that same energy and why they're not calling for uh, Daniel Jones or Sam Darnold to, to be benched. I'm just wondering. I mean, because it seems like in the history, when, when you go back in the history, of course, everybody knows about the black quarterbacks not getting a chance, uh, them thinking that uh, black people didn't have the mental capability or the leadership to play the position, all of that. And until the last, you know, 10, 15 years, uh, you haven't been getting a fair shot. But I guess, I mean, should we be happy that things are progressing? Things are moving in the right direction, that some of the best quarterbacks in the league are black right now. You got Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson. Should we be happy about that? Yeah, of course we should celebrate that. But I think that we do need to continue to look at things and say, are they getting a shorter leash? Like, are we calling for a man's job but not calling for other people's jobs? Last night, I was watching the Lakers game and got up to do a little bit of research because so many of the people in the media, in the sports media, they will tell you, oh, you need superstars to win championships. Yes, the NBA is a star-driven league, but they focus on, oh, the dynamic duo, the dynamic duo they won. LeBron and AD are going to win. But they forget about everybody else who contributed to the championship. Because if duos was all it took, the Clippers would have made it out of the second round of the playoffs. Well, aside from Paul George didn't play like a superstar. But you would have James Harden and either when he was with Chris Paul or with Russell Westbrook ascending to higher heights. But that's not what we're getting. And that's because superstars don't win the championships. Superstars get you to the playoffs. The championships are won by the rest of the roster. That's why ownership, management, and GMs matter. Like LeBron and AD, are, they deserve so much credit. LeBron's almost averaging a triple-double, like 28, 10, and 9. That's amazing. But you can't win without it. With the rest of the team, those are the people who determine championship or just playoffs. When they say, oh, this guy doesn't have enough help. A few examples. Last year when the Toronto Raptors won the championship, everybody celebrates Kawhi. Oh, he'll go to the Clippers and win. But who really contributed to that win? Aside from Kawhi Leonard, you had Fred Van Fleet. 
Danny Green, Pascal Siakam, who was only making $1.5 million at the time. It wasn't his team. He was still coming up. And then when you look at the Warriors, when they won, even when they had Kevin Durant, Iguodala, Jarebko, Jordan Bell, Bogut, uh, Kevon Looney, Sean Livingston, all adding great value who aren't superstars. Like those are the guys who got the minutes and the buckets that supplement actual championship winning because stars usually just do what they do. The 0-2 Lakers with Shaq and Kobe, Rick Fox, Robert Ory hitting a shot in the Western Conference Finals, Derek Fisher, point four, Lindsey Hunter. Everybody's adding value to win championships. It's not just Kobe and Shaq out there. They can't win all by themselves. That's why they couldn't win in 04 when they had Carl Malone, Gary Payton, all them dudes. The, the role players didn't step up and do their job. 98, oh, well, well, Jordan could have did it. Jordan and Pippen did it solo. No, they didn't. Steve Kerr hit a big shot, a bunch of big shots. Bill Whittington added value. Uh, Luke Longley, Ron Harper. Championships are won with the rest of the roster. Stars make the playoffs. Look at this year with the Lakers. The Lakers have a few dudes making a bunch of money. They had Danny Green making $15 million. And he's not adding $15 million worth of value. You got KCP, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, making about $9 million. He's doing pretty good for what he's doing. But look at the rest of the roster. They have four guys adding a ton of value who are going to help win championship, not just in this series, but in the rest of the series that you saw them just do so many great things that helped the Lakers win. And these three dudes are making a combined less than $10 million, making like $9.7 million. I'm sorry, $9.62 million. There are 129 NBA players that make more individually than them. Guys like John Henson, backup center, Matthew Dellavedova, uh, Taj Gibson, make more than all of these dudes combined. That's Alex Caruso at $2.7 million. Rajon Rondo, 2.5, vet minimum. Dwight Howard, vet minimum, 2.5. And Marquise Morris, who's been showing out, 1.75 million. That's how championships are won. It's not with just, oh, we we have a big three. Miami didn't win the first time that they had a big three. Because the stars do not just determine the winning and losing. It is, they determine whether to go to the playoffs. They can get you through a first round. But when it comes to winning championships, the rest of the roster matters even more. Now on to uh, somebody's roster who's screwing up. That is the Tennessee Titans. Their players and their management, they do not believe fat meat is greasy. They clearly don't. And they're going to learn today. Not necessarily today, but real, real soon. Because the NFL and the NFL Players Association, um, they are looking into whether the Titans players have been working out at off-site locations while their facility has been closed due to their COVID outbreak. We've seen five head coaches fined $100,000, including uh, 
Gruden, Pete Carroll, other head coaches, $100,000 and their organizations fined $250,000 for not wearing their masks during games. We talked about why on uh, the previous podcast, a previous podcast about why that is. You can go back and listen to that about why they even have to wear masks on the sideline, even though that they are tested. But here's the thing. The Titans players, they got caught on tape stealing boxes, not actually stealing boxes, but they got caught on tape on film doing workouts somewhere on a field that was not permitted. Because the league didn't already know how many players were going to have it. You can test positive up to five, like five, seven days after you've contracted it. They found out some players may not have reported symptoms because they were trying to play. And they've learned two more positive tests today, bringing their total cases amongst players and staff to 20 they haven't been uh, they have inconsistencies with using masks with their tracking devices and the symptoms that were reported. And discipline is going to follow because the NFL, they sent out a memo uh, uh, after their call on Monday with all the teams telling them, you know, you better do the right thing. Otherwise, there is going to be hell to pay. That's basically what the NFL said. They went on in the memo, which was published, to say that if it is determined that club players and personnel fail to have followed protocols, discipline will be issued and will escalate where noncompliance continues. That's a big deal. Compliance is mandatory. They said you can lose draft picks, forfeit games, or be fined. NFL is not playing around because they don't want to mess up their season because there's too much money on the line. But this is also why the NFL should have done the COVID Academy, which go back one episode on the podcast. You can hear about the COVID Academy and why that was a good idea for their free agents. Because they're adding in some extra time for their free agents. Like instead of them being able to come in, work out, then sign with the team. No, they're going to have time to get tested to make sure that means that free agents probably won't be available that same week that you need them. That's why the COVID Academy was the optimal was the optimal way to do it. So you're usually fined for things that happen in inside of a game. Whether you don't have enough white showing on your socks, yes, stay fine for how your socks look. If you have uh, too much white, not enough white, all of this. So when you see players basically in a solid color sock and nobody else on the team is in that, they're probably getting a $5,000 fine. I've never made sense of why somebody would take that fine, no matter how much money you make. But it's not my money. So, you know, I leave it alone. So if you get a personal foul in a game, it's a possible fine. Uh, The last thing up before the parting shot, though, is Bill O'Brien, Texans head coach, just got fired. And all it took was a fight with J.J. Watt to get him fired. It wasn't the other mountains of evidence of of incompetence. Because this dude is a prime example because he was a really good head coach at Penn State. 
But you get promoted in life, that theory that you get promoted in life to the level of your incompetence. And Bill O'Brien, he has been a terrible general manager and and controller of the roster. He traded away Dwayne um, uh, Hopkins, who's could be maybe their all time greatest wide wide receiver or second greatest. And Jadavian Clowney trade him away because they don't want to give him a contract. And they didn't get any first round picks back. Didn't. They got Barcavius Mingo. They got David Johnson and some Skittles. That's what they got. Bill O'Brien had issues with Dwayne Brown, their tackle, Clowney, Hopkins, Watson for trading uh, Hopkins away. But it was a fight with J.J. Watt that was the last straw. Yeah, that is funny. So it's being reported that he got in an argument at practice with J.J. Watt and the defensive coordinator, Anthony Weaver, on the practice field. And J.J. Watt supposedly called him out for how bad of a coach he's been. And it did not go well. And he got in arguments with other staff members. But everybody known this dude should be fired for a long time. I think the death of Bob McNair, the owner, that it... um contributed to him getting a longer leash because this dude has done nothing right he has been a a saboteur of Deshaun Watson the team is 0-4 they're regressing Watson's regressing but it all it took was a fight with their with their uh captain and beloved teammate J.J. Watt and some people are gonna say oh George are you making it about race nah I didn't say that just saying, it's just J.J. Watt that it took. It wasn't all the rest of the players. wasn't the bad moves. wasn't the terrible coaching decisions. wasn't the general manager decisions. It was a fight with J.J. Watt that was the last straw. That's funny. And finally, my parting shot. <sighs> I hate when politics get in the middle of common sense. We're headed to the election we are less than a month away and you got Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida doing stupid stuff. The Miami Dolphins have been granted permission by Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, Florida, to allow full capacity at Hard Rock Stadium where they play. That's 65,000 seats that could be filled, which probably won't because the Dolphins are bad. But still, in the middle of a pandemic, what kind of sense does that make? That means that that's going to be pressure on the on Florida, the University of Florida, Florida Gators, Florida State, my Miami Hurricanes, UCF, South Florida to open up their uh, stadiums fully in the middle of a pandemic. Bro, I, I just hate when politics get in the middle of common sense. Nobody thinks that this is a good idea except for him. And this is something that they can trumpet around later and say, oh, see, look, look what I did. Vote here. Anyways, man, am I Reister or am I wrong? I'm probably Reister, but if not, leave a comment. Make sure that you share, tell a friend about Reister or wrong. Peace out.